and it's time to talk Phillies baseball. It's the sounds of spring training. Yep, Fido, we're excited too. Here's the latest edition of Phillies Talk for February 12th, 2020. It's our Pitcher and Catchers edition. And welcome to Phillies Talk Podcast. It's the original Phillies Talk podcast here since around 2007, I believe, uh, this show originated. My name is Rich, and I'm joined tonight by my good friend, Matt. How you doing, Matt? Hey, Rich. How are you? Good to talk to you. Not bad. Nice to talk to you. We got spring was in the air in the Philadelphia area today. Yeah, sunny day. Uh, the, we've had a really mild winter. You know, we certainly can't complain about this winter. Uh and that's fine with me. I'm not looking forward to shoveling or freezing cold weather. So, you know, hopefully uh, the groundhog predicted an early spring a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we looks like we're heading that way with the way winter's been. We have a ton of rain heading our way as we're doing the podcast. But I, I saw a little graphic the other day in the Philly area and South Jersey area here. Uh, we've had approximately just a under three inches of rain recently and that would have equated to 29 inches of snow so yeah i'll take rain any day don't you love when they say that it's like if it would have been this temperature we would have had so much i'm like yeah but it wasn't that temperature so who cares what's what I mean. <laughs> yeah absolutely so um start for pitchers and catchers today before we get to that we've got a couple other notes uh to discuss of course as i opened the show uh we were talking about this a little bit before uh, we started but it seems like uh, nbc sportsnet has uh, renamed their phillies podcast one of them there's a few of them from at the yard to phillies talk so i just wanted to let sounds familiar rich <laughs> yeah if you see I hear phillies that talk, just think of this show and subscribe so <laughs> We're going to hear a lot of that that this year for 2020. There's a lot of Phillies talk out there. So we'll be doing some, you'll be doing Phillies talk, and uh, I'll join you from time to time, and they'll do Phillies talk, I suppose, and there'll be a lot of Phillies talk going on. There'll be a lot, a lot of Phillies talk. And pitchers and catchers reported today, of course, as they said in some of the reports, the players have been down there, most of them for, a good week or two getting acclimated to the Florida weather down there. And, you know, their vacations are over. I saw Jake Arietta in an interview. It says he's ready for 2020. He's a hundred percent healthy apparently. And, uh, lo and behold, he would, was giving his interview in a Rolex hat. So is that any indication what he's been, uh, purchasing in the off season? Maybe. I <laughs> he's, He's making a lot of money, though, I can tell you that. And he, he you know, for uh, I'm sure every Phillies fan would agree, and he probably would agree as well, that he, it's hard to say he's earned it, uh, the, the, at least to the level that he's getting paid. He's a $20 million ball player. So uh, right now, though, he seems to be fully healthy, which has really been the issue. Uh, Arietta started out, go back and look at the numbers. 
And you'll see that Arietta started out April and into May, uh, well into May, pitching really well for the Phillies each of the last two years. It was then that he started to fall off, and his performance fell off as he broke down with injuries. So, you know, is is that going to be a, a theme again this year? Right now, he's he seems to be in great shape. Right now, he's talking really uh, mm-hmm. strongly. He seems like he's ready to go. Great physical condition. He he's mentally there. He says that he's going to earn uh, his contract this year. So, you know, that would be a huge shot in the arm uh, for the Phillies if they could get a full six month, thirty start uh, or so you know, productive season out of Jake Arrieta, that would be a major boon to this team. Yeah, I when I first heard that the Phillies signed Arietta, I assumed he was going to become the ace of the team, uh, even though we have a, a great ace in Aaron Nola. I really thought he was going to lead the way almost uh, for this team, and as you said, he hasn't done that yet. Uh, and he's probably... Uh, you know, he's due a good season. Let's just say that. No more excuses. Uh, maybe he was injured at various points of the first two seasons with the Phillies, but he's 100% healthy now. Um, he's cashing those checks, buying those Rolexes, and, uh, yeah, that hat looked expensive today. Well, you know, at this point, Rich, all they really need Jake to be is a strong number three. You know, as you said, with Nola as an ace and the uh, signing of Zach Wheeler this offseason, the Phillies have their one, too. If Arietta can give them that th- number three starter, that just like I asked for that, 30, 32 starts over six months, healthy, take your turn, uh, uh, and stay productive over six months. You don't have to win and Cy Young again. You know, I don't, I don't think anybody ever expects Jake Arietta to again be Cy Young Jake Arietta. But if you can be a strong number three, that's exactly what the Phillies need out of him. Yeah, it's not it's, not asking too much. I don't think. No, I, a, a number three should be a guy that you you count on for the most part. Uh, last season, of course, Arietta finished with a an eight and eight record, four point six four ER. A in 24 games started, 110 strikeouts, but um, yeah, we had that up and down type of roller coaster start, and in 2018, kind of the same thing, 10 and 11, 396 ERA. Um, we didn't expect that. We we sort of expected, you know, maybe a 14 game winner. Or maybe 15, which he did in 2017 with the Cubs. Of course, that was a different team as well. Uh, And going back to 16, he won 18 games. So maybe that's an indication of how the teams were that he played on as well. But yeah, that, that Arietta is the one we, we really need back. Yeah. And I've, I've broken it down before. I think when we've talked, but I mentioned it earlier here tonight, he, Arietta pitched to that that level, that kind of ace level, in both of his Philly seasons as well, through the middle, maybe towards the third week in May, both years. Uh, if you really look at the breakdown of those uh, st- season-long statistics, 
the good part of those statistics came in the first maybe seven weeks of the season. And after that, he was a, a real a real drop-off uh, in performance. And a lot of that was a breakdown physically. So, and, you know, just hope if he holds up physically, maybe we can get for the most part of six months what we've been getting for the first six weeks. Uh, a big shot in the arm for the Phillies if that happens. Yeah, in 2015, of course, was his Cy Young year with the Cubs, 22-6. and six, Had an awesome season. And speaking of Cy Young... Uh, I was reading through the internet some stories about pitchers and catchers uh, reporting today, and I saw Zach Wheeler make a comment to uh, Sports Channel New York that he would like to win a Cy Young with the Phillies this year. Uh, you know, we would like to see him win one. Wouldn't we? <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if Wheeler is. Uh, of, of course, he's he's a Cy, he's a Cy Young potential. You know he's got that kind of stuff and he's got that kind of that level of experience now. Uh, so does Aaron Nola. Uh, Nola's already finished third uh, a couple of years ago in the Cy Young. So we know they, they both have that talent. Uh, it's just a question of putting it all together for an entire season. Um, I, I don't see Nola or Wheeler as Cy Young winners, but I don't need them to be. I just need them to be, Almost the same thing I need Arietta to be. I, mean, I need them to go out and pitch, you know, 32 strong, healthy starts over six months. Just keep keep taking the ball and keep making your start on your turn and keep giving the Phillies quality starts over the course of six months. If you if you finish in, in the top five or top ten in a Cy Young Award voting, that's fine with me. If we had three pitchers on it from this rotation who all finished in the top dozen of Cy Young Award voting, uh, the Phillies are going to have a winner. So, you know, winning the Cy Young Award, having that outstanding great year where you're actually the best pitcher in baseball, eh, great, that's great. But I don't need that. I, just, I need you to stay healthy, and I need you to take your turn, and I need you to give us quality starts. And if you do that, the team will be fine. Yeah, Wheeler signing the five-year deal with the Phillies, $118 million which was a big number in the offseason for me. Um, Wheeler, I didn't realize he was with the Mets for seven seasons, missed two of those seasons dur- during those uh, that stay with New York, two full seasons due to injuries. So if we get that healthy, Zach Wheeler, he, he seemed to be very good for the Mets when he was with them, very dependable. For the most part, um, this Phillies team could be a surprise. Yeah, I actually, I did a piece today. I mentioned it to you earlier that uh, my piece today that I wrote at my website, mattbz.com, was on the Phillies pitching, which is the big question. Of course, we'll be looking at things like injuries and there are position battles and uh, decisions to be made on the infield, but Pitching is the name of the game, and it's where this team is going to make or break its playoff run. And in my piece today, I specifically named some three dozen pitchers who are going to camp this year, who are in camp this year now that we've opened it, who all have a shot to break camp with the Phillies. That's a lot of pitchers. 
who have an opportunity uh, to take one of the uh, 12 or 13 spots on a pitching staff. That's three dozen arms. And a lot of those arms, whether they make the opening day uh, Phillies roster or not, the active roster, a lot of those arms will at some point during this season play a role, filling in for injured players or taking over for uh, players who are ineffective and get sent down to the minor leagues, particularly in the bullpen. The, the Phillies' rotation, it, while it has question marks, certainly, it's pretty much set. Uh, if you look at Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Jake Arrieta, we've already talked about, those three have rotation spots locked down already. As long as they're healthy, they're in the rotation. Zach Eflin doesn't have the experience level that they do, but he is going at least entering camp as a lock, and he would have to blow a spot in the rotation. So that's four. And then Vince Velasquez, right now, he has the fifth starter's job, and it's his to lose. He hasn't grab that everyday role uh, and run with it yet in his career. But he has that role now, and he'll be he'll have to fight off Nick Pavetta, uh, Cole Irvin, Eniel De Los Santos, but that's not a big fight off. You know, De Los Santos already today became one of the first injury casualties of, of camp. Uh, he had a, a hamstring injury that's going to keep knock him out for three weeks. So De Los Santos now out for three weeks. By the time he starts throwing, he's going to be behind. Uh, the odds of him breaking camp now or taking a run at a starting rotation role are really long. So Velasquez is battling Nick Pavetta and Cole Irvin for the most part for that fifth starter's job. And, you know, I, I just I see Velasquez you know, winning that battle. At least in the beginning, he'll start the season with a shot at that fifth starter's role. I don't think you're going to see a guy like Spencer Howard until sometime in the season, May or June. Uh, he certainly, Spencer Howard, has a lot of talent. And he could really impact the team in a positive way. But, you know, he's, a, he's the top prospect and he, he needs more time. He only had a half dozen starts at A last year. So, uh, you know, the top five starters are almost set for the Phillies, given health. Then the bullpen, uh, this is a team that's brought in a dozen or so arms that have big league experience. And if you look down it, the list of relievers that the Phillies have, and I, and I named them all today in my pitching article, uh, it, it's pretty, well, it's not a, a lockdown bullpen that somebody like, uh, you might look at somebody like the, the Dodgers having or the Yankees. This is a, uh, there's a lot of talent in this bullpen, and there's a lot of experience. And with what we saw last year with the Phillies' bullpen breaking down and be, uh, with debilitating injuries that really uh, sucked the life out of this team almost, it seemed like every week a different reliever was going down right from the start of the season. And that wasn't an exaggeration. This year, at least at the start of camp, there's a ton of experienced, talented depth in this bullpen that uh, that the Brian Price, the new pitching coach, and that um, the, 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 they're going to have to work through. You know, uh, Joe Girardi's got. You know, uh, I don't know if you saw this today, but another uh, injury that they suffered was Hector Neris, 
who uh, has not an injury, but he has the flu. So Neris is going to be backed up uh, for a little while with the flu. Now that shouldn't, you know, it, it's only the middle of February. So, you know, certainly by the end of the month, Neris should be back throwing and uh, he should be, he's the presumptive closer. But a lot of talent uh, coming into this bullpen and they're going to have to sort through some, you know, 20, 25 arms uh, to, to get that, you know, six, seven, eight man bullpen that they need. And, and there's a lot of good choices there this time. Yeah. Philly's basically bringing the kitchen sink into spring training with them this year, as far as that relief pitching. And that just goes to prove how much they needed a, a revamping of that bullpen. If you could point to two glaring deficiencies over the last two seasons, even three seasons, you could point right to that bullpen. Uh, but the Phillies signing announcing today that they re-signed Tommy Hunter. Don't know if I'm too thrilled with that. Uh, he was somewhat good when he pitched, but that was the problem when he pitched. Yeah, he had a strong close, uh, strong close of to his 2018 season. But last year was, you know, a wipeout. You know, he lost to injuries the entire season. Um, he's back. He's supposedly healthy past his physical. Uh, he's, you know, a, a little behind everybody else. So he'll, he'll, you know, they'll probably take it easy with him, but he's, he is, uh, from what I understand, he's dropped a bunch of weight. He's supposed to be in great shape. So, you know, maybe he'll be a, a real find, but there's a lot of potential finds here. Uh, a, a guy that they signed Reggie McLean as a free agent. If you take McLean's numbers last year uh, and you take out his appearances against the Houston Astros, we all know they were stealing signs. So uh, if you if you take McLean's appearances out last year against Houston, every other team, he was very impressive last year. So he could be a real dark horse. Uh, Robert Stock was signed as a free agent. He's got a big arm. If he can stay healthy, he could help. They brought in veterans like Bud Norris, Blake Parker's back, Anthony Swarzak, Drew Storen. I mean, these are all guys, Francisco Liriano from the left side. These are guys who pitched for years in the big leagues. Like, you know, they, they have a half dozen or more, in some cases, a dozen years of big league experience. And you're adding those to the group they already had, uh, Jose Alvarez, Adam Morgan, among the lefties, Naris, uh, Victor Arano, Edgar Garcia, guys like that from the right side. And I think a big, big arm, and you saw some pieces, uh, a couple of pieces were written by the Phillies beat writers in the last couple of days about Sir Anthony Dominguez. And Sir Anthony has another arm that has a chance to be a huge impact arm. Can he stay healthy? Uh, he avoided Tommy John surgery. He is coming to camp apparently healthy. If he, he, Sir Anthony has the kind of talent where if he stays healthy for six months for a full season, he can, he could be a closer. He could certainly be a lockdown right-handed setup man uh, at the back end of the bullpen for them. So, you know, th that's a big thing that will be uh, keying on watching. Can Sir Anthony Dominguez stay healthy? They have plenty of arms to pick up the, uh, the, the, the workload if he can't, but his talent level is at such a high level that if he can stay healthy, he can be a difference 
playmaker in that bullpen. So uh, there, there's tons of arms. I mean, I think I just named maybe a dozen, and there's a dozen more beyond that. You know, guys mm-hmm. like Dallas Guerra are coming to camp. Um, you mentioned Hunter. Uh, guys like uh, a new signing Christopher Sanchez, who's a lefty. Zach Warren, Tyler Gilbert. Uh, a couple of prospects who I really like are a couple of lefties handed hard throwers in Kyle Dowie and Damon Jones. I don't think Dowie or Jones will break camp with the team, but there are a couple of arms to look at down the road uh, for Phillies fans to help out in the bullpen from the left side. Austin Davis is back from the left side. So, you know, ton of uh, bullpen options, and that's going to be a big thing that Joe Girardi and Brian Price are going to have to sort through in this, in this, um, uh, grapefruit league schedule that's coming up and there'll be sp- a lot of split squad games. You're, you're going to see these arms, uh, different combinations pitching every day in spring training. Uh, the, uh, to me, that's going to be a real fascinating battle as to, uh, I expect two, three of these arms, at least to, to stand out in spring. There's so much, like you said, they, they, they brought a lot, lot of you know stuff they put a lot of arms a lot of junk here and it's like throw enough you know what at the wall <laughs> hopefully some of it'll see stick. What, see what and sticks, there yeah. is so much here that i think that you're you're bound to get you know a handful which is you know what you're really going to lean on during the season six seven eight relievers uh, you're bound to get six seven or eight good performances and guys who hold up and then the guys who can't make it you may be able to to hide them at AAA uh, as the Lehigh Valley um, Iron Pigs bullpen. Good experienced guys down there who you can bring up as you need them for injury. So I'm um, I'm really bullish right now on the Phillies bullpen, and I'll frankly I will be surprised if they don't come out of this spring with a really solid bullpen group along with. Some good options at AAA that can help them if there are breakdowns. Yeah, and getting back to uh, Arietta, just for for example, he's in his third year of his contract with the Phillies, seventy-five million dollar contract. As it sits right now, he's ninth or eighteen and nineteen uh, with his Phillies. Uh, career here two years what a what a bust i mean four two six era uh i I just can't get over arietta and uh his his feeling of unshamefulness about this as well it's like (laughs) he's not even acknowledging it he's not you know one bit or any way saying that you know i haven't pulled my weight on this this deal you know yet but i I just hope he can perform on the field and and salvage this three years debacle of his signing well uh if you get a chance check out and i don't know if any fans did but check out scott lauber's piece today at the Enquirer, and he wrote a piece on arietta and in that piece arietta is talking about his health and his quote is that i'm 100 percent healthy so that's nice uh, injuries are frustrating, but there's really not a lot you can do with some of them. Had a normal offseason. Throwing progression was great and has continued to be really good and won't miss a beat. And he says, yeah, I feel great. So, you know, he was at one point 
uh, in his 2018 season, which was his first year with the Phillies, through his first 22 starts, remember I said that he got off to a great start, and, and Lauber's talking about his first 22 starts, which was through August 5th. He had a 3-1-1 ERA. But I think that if Lauber goes back even further, because I remember doing this at one point, and I don't have the numbers right now, but uh, through May, his numbers were phenomenal. Uh, he fell off a little in June and July and then really plummeted over his final nine starts. He had a 6.35 ERA over his final nine starts. Um, aggravated his knee in an off-season workout, had that minor surgery uh, last year right before spring training, and, and started out healthy and it looked like and started off strong, but uh, then he fell apart in the second half last year, so uh, actually before the, the halfway point. And he, Arietta said, uh, as Lauber quoted, he, that he couldn't use two of his weapons. He said, anytime I oriented my hand, in a position with his cutter and his curveball that it shortened his outing because of swelling and pain in the elbow. And that when you just go out there with a fastball and a changeup, and the changeup's really not that good, uh, it's hard to get outs. So he said he's not having that issue anymore. He's uh, throwing free and easy. He's not restricted by his elbow. And he believes all of that is going to add up to um, – more consistently good performances. So knock wood, let's knock wood and hope Jake Arrieta is healthy. Cause I think if he's healthy, he's certainly the kind of confident, mentally tough guy who can win a men- win the mental game. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, concern me as far as being able to go out there and compete on a, on the mental level. It's a question of, is he physically, you know, capable of holding up over six months? He, that's what he's got to prove at this point. Right. And hopefully that will occur. I was expecting sort of a Madison Bumgarner out of him uh, for a couple seasons with that kind of money and um, expectations. So uh, we'll see what 2020 holds for him and the Phillies. And wow, it's just such a great thing to have Phillies and, you know, pitchers and catchers back on the field. The uh, some important dates, of course, uh, the full squad reports on Sunday, February 16th, and then the first workout for the full squad will be Monday, February 17th. So I'm glad we got a chance to do this show, this first show for pitchers and catchers, and then we'll do another show right after um, the first full squad workout. And then we'll talk a little offense, ton of players, like you said, about the uh, bullpen Matt coming in to play for the Phillies and, and entertain a, a chance to to make this ball club and it's it's going to be interesting to see who actually makes this ball club because they got a ton of talent invited to the spring training um, this season so yeah, yeah and really. we talked about pitchers and it's pitchers and catchers we didn't really mention the catchers but there are some interesting situations going on with the catching in particular we know JT Real Muto had such a fantastic season last year with the Phillies and the Phillies gave up so much to acquire him that really it, it behooved it really had to sign Real Muto to a longer term extension and not just uh, have him for last year and this year, which after this coming 2020 season, he's scheduled to become a free agent. Mm -hmm. They're going to go to arbitration with him 
on his contract in the coming days. And there's a very good chance Real Muto will win that arbitration. Now, what the Phillies really have to do is get him to a long-term deal. And I really, I can, uh, Rich, I'll find it hard to believe if they come out of spring training without having resolved this Real Muto contract situation uh, with him getting something like a five-year deal. Um, I, I just believe, I just got to believe that that's going to happen. If it, if it doesn't happen and they get into the season with that, that is a real black mark on GM Matt Klentak's, uh re- further black mark on Klentak's record. So I really got to, I've got to believe Real Muto is going to be signed to a long-term deal. Um, the backup catcher, Andrew Knapp, suffered an injury today. Now, they're not going to know till tomorrow uh, what the extent of that injury is, but you know, if it's something that's minor and it's only going to, you know, make a miss, you know, a few days or a week or two, that's one thing. But if it's something that's going to cost him real time, that may open the door for something like Dave, somebody like David Grulon to, you know, maybe beat Nap out for that backup catching job. So uh, we would have said going into it that Real Muto is the catcher and Nap is the backup, and that's where we stand. But maybe Grillon can uh, 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 make some inroads now that Nap is going to miss a little bit of time at least with his injury. Maybe the Phillies will go out there and look for uh, some kind of veteran, you know, free agent or somebody that gets uh, waived during spring training by another team. So keeping it. Keep an eye on tomorrow, whatever the team announces on Andrew Knapp. Uh, it's an important announcement because that backup catching position, it's important in that the Phillies really ride Real Muto. We saw that last year. And he's an outstanding athlete. He's in great shape, and he's arguably the best catcher, uh, all-around catcher in the game. Won the Silver Slugger and won the Gold Glove last year. That pretty much says it all right there. But... He just he can't catch 160. He can't catch 150. He can't catch 140 games. You know you have to have a backup catcher who can go out there and give you two, three dozen starts where you don't. He isn't a complete black hole in the lineup. And at times, you know, Nap handles the catching well and he handles the staff well, but he was a black hole in the batting lineup most of the time. So, um, you know, Grillan, it was, it was no great shakes uh, himself. So it, it'll, it'll be, you know, it, seeing how the Real Muto contract situation works out over the next couple of weeks, seeing how Knapp's, you know, health situation works out here, uh, those will be interesting catching, catching questions for the Phillies. So we're talking about pitching and catching. We just covered the catching, and that'll be something. You know, it's a position that's interesting to watch. So, yes, and the Phillies, as you said, have arguably one of the best catchers in the whole league with uh, JT Realmuto. It's interesting. MLB trade rumors predicted that Realmuto will not win his his arbitration um, and pegged him at ten point three million. I think. I think he may win it or get eleven million, something like that. Meet him in the middle, somehow. Um, but in any, yeah, in those... any event, Rich, you know they're going to tear that contract up. I mean, yeah. whatever happens in this arbitration, 
fans, you know, if we, we real as fans, we really have to be hoping that this doesn't mean a thing. You know, that that a week or two or three later, no later than that, you know, they make some announcement that, hey, we came to a five-year deal and we tore up that contract and he's going to get X dollars this year. Um, that's the real issue with Real Muto is beyond this arbitration hearing, uh, which is kind of like the mechanics of the game. They kind of had to go through this process. Um, the, the real, the real important matter with Real Muto is getting a longer-term contract done with him. Yeah, sort of like they did with Ryan Howard during the season, that sort of deal. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Let's Real hope Muto. That we saw what happened with Howard. <laughs> they yeah. gave him all that money, and then, you know. I mean, and and you couldn't argue with it at the time. You know, he was on his way to historic career, and then what happens? He blew out that uh, that 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 uh, uh, Achilles. His, his Achilles in the uh, NLDS, and that really sapped. Uh, it sapped his power for a couple of years. Maybe you know, if you consider his where he was heading age-wise, and his the kind of player he was the kind of hitter he was his he was a big guy you know big sized guy and you take the legs out from under a guy like that not only does it sap your power he still had some raw power fundamental raw power that he was probably always going to have but you're going to lose something and and i think that that injury that injury cost ryan howard a lot as far it didn't cost him money because that was already in the bank but it cost him home runs. It cost him legacy. Uh, I think Ryan Howard would have easily been a 400 career home run guy, plus uh, maybe a 450 career or so home run guy if he had, had stayed healthy. So it's a shame what happened with Ryan Howard. Let's hope JT Real Muto doesn't sign a long-term deal. Same with Zach Wheeler. I mean, he just signed it. Same with Bryce Harper. You know, you don't want to give those big deals to somebody and then have them boom, they go down and suffer an injury that'll hurt them for a year or two or God forbid a career, you know, let's get him signed, uh, reward him for the type of player he's been. And we believe he'll be for the next, you know, three, four, five years and let's keep him healthy and let's take a run at a couple of championships with him as our starting catcher. That's what we want. Yeah. It sounds like a plan for sure. Uh, only a couple days to Valentine's Day. Great time in the area. Everybody's uh, got that spring mood to themselves uh, around the area. And now baseball's back into the mix. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the web and over on Twitter, Matt? Love is in the air. Is that what you're saying, Rich? <laughs> love is in the air. Spring love and spring, the Phillies are in the air. Spring is in the air. Spring fever. Yeah. Uh, well, fans can find me at my website. That's mattvesey.com. That's M-A-T-T-V-E-A-S-E-Y.com, mattvesey.com. I'm pretty much writing every day now on the Phillies, and uh, I'll be continuing that. I may skip a day or two here, but there'll be something new almost every day at the website. And I'm absolutely every day on Twitter. On my Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds for the Phillies are at Phillies Bell. So if you want to go to at Phillies Bell 
on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm putting stuff up at each of those places regularly, but particularly on Twitter, very active there. Very cool. That's a great way to find you and catch up to your latest posts there. And yeah, they're great posts. So check it out over at mattvz.com. And if you want to find the Phillies Talk podcast, you can go over to my website over at fightingphillies.com. That's without the G. And you can find out a lot of content there during the season. And pretty soon I'll be on a a daily or every couple day schedule of stories. And of course you can find the podcast over at anchor.fm forward slash Phillies talk podcast. And of course at the fightingphillies.com site as well. So check it out there over at Twitter. It's at fighting Phillies. And you can also link to the Facebook page and even the occasional YouTube video channel uh, for the fighting Phillies and the Phillies talk podcast. So check it this out. This is the, the, this is the real Phillies talk. <laughs> the right, original, right? the original Phillies talk. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, you know, tried and true, but we, we welcome you, whoever you are. If you, if you were looking for the other Phillies talk and you found us, well, thank you for listening and, you know, hit that subscribe button. We're going to talk on the next show about the Phillies offense a uh, lot to talk about on that. We're going to talk about rule changes. We went a little long tonight, but um, that'll be saved for the next show. And it uh, won't be too long from now either. Full squad reporting and uh, getting to work there by the 16th, just a few days away from now. And then we'll be, uh, we'll be talking about some games in not too long. Can't wait for it. Play ball. Yep. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of Phillies Talk, everyone. You take care, and we'll talk to you again on the next show. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs>